What's up, everyone? Welcome to the March 15th edition of DraftKings Tournament Plays presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Adam Scherer. You can follow me on Twitter at ShipMyMoneyDFS. And as a reminder, you get a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum when you sign up and make a deposit at Prize Picks. Be sure to use the code Osmo to receive a 100% first deposit bonus up to $100. Tonight, we have a four game NBA slate, a bit of a weird schedule in general this week. Four games tonight, 12 tomorrow, one Thursday, 12 Friday. Not ideal for DFS, I don't think, but uh, for Gamer tonight, we do have plenty of moving parts, moving pieces, and and some value that has already opened up more potentially to come. So as always, be sure to tune in to the Deeper Dive and Live Before Lock on the Osmo YouTube channel in the couple of hours leading up until tip. But for now, we're going to take a look at five of the top tournament options on DraftKings as things currently stand. Starting at number five with Isaiah Stewart, Currently projected for about 6% ownership with a 12% chance of being in the optimal lineup. Stewart is only $4,500. There's plenty of risk in going to him here because he has a very difficult matchup against the Miami Heat. He also has now a, a crowded front court. You have Kelly Olynyk in the rotation. You have Marvin Bagley playing pretty well for Detroit, clearly going to continue getting minutes going forward. So it's difficult, one, to expect Stewart to produce at a high rate and two to expect Stewart to play a ton of minutes tonight. But as a starter this year, he has averaged 26 minutes per game. He's averaged 0.89 DraftKings points per minute. And the center position is kind of strange tonight in that um, there, there are good plays, but there's not as much standout value in the sense of just clearly underpriced guys. So it is kind of an interesting roster construction to pay down at center, take on Stewart, hope that he, you know, he has a good game, gets you 30 fantasy points. And then, you know, play some, some of the more expensive guys at other positions that have really high ceilings. So kind of an interesting roster construction approach. And as long as Stewart continues to be projected for, you know, six, 7% ownership, it, it's pretty appealing. Number four, Jonas Valanciunas, $8,600 center option projected for about 8% ownership with a 13% chance of being in the optimal lineup. Valanciunas has a tough matchup against Phoenix tonight. The, the Suns obviously being one of the best teams in the league, but this game does only have a five point spread. It has a total North of 230 points. CJ McCollum is available for the Pelicans. That is likely to cut into Valanciunas's production a bit, but Brandon Ingram remains out. So, you do still get at least some increased production from Valanciunas. He's played a total of 104 minutes this season with CJ McCollum on the floor without Brandon Ingram. Over those 104 minutes, Valanciunas has averaged 1.21 DraftKings points per minute. He has a 24.8% usage rate. You're still talking about a very high upside player here, even if he is a little bit overpriced for his medium projection, uh, thanks to the return of McCollum. Number three, DeAnthony Melton projected for 8% ownership with an 18% chance of being in the optimal lineup. Melton is $4,500 on DraftKings with uh, point guard and shooting guard eligibility. You, I think it would be a mistake to look at Melton with John Morant out, or at least with John Morant unlikely to play, and conclude that he's certainly going to play more minutes. Um, in 12 games this year where Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks have been active and John Morant has been inactive, Melton has averaged 21.6 minutes per game. So you're not necessarily looking at an increase in, in, in playing time on average. He's averaged about 1.22 DraftKings points per minute in those games. But what makes Melton a little bit more interesting to me today is, is twofold, really. For one, with this only being a four-game slate, we already, I mean, on any size slate, you'd be getting a ton of ownership going to guys like Tyus Jones and Dylan Brooks and, and Desmond Bain. But with it being a four-game slate, the raw ownership going to those guys is going to be even higher. And if something fluky happens, like, 
Dylan Brooks gets in foul trouble, which isn't actually that fluky, or you know something happens with Tyus Jones, something happens with Desmond Bain. DeAnthony Melton is probably the first guy up uh, to replace any of those guys, at least to some extent, in terms of playing time. And we know that he is a very good point per minute guy. So at his $4,500 price tag, if he gets 21 to 22 minutes, he can certainly pay that off anyway. But where the real you know, where the real value is, is if one of those guys gets in foul trouble or for one reason or another, you know, loses four or five minutes, not only are you getting a very, very popular player that is playing less minutes than projected, but you're getting the low-owned backup that produces at a high rate when he's on the floor. So in tournaments, I think Melton makes a lot of sense, even though I do think it would be a mistake to simply look and say, oh, he's going to pick up more minutes because Morant is out. Um, I don't expect that to be the case on average. Number two, Devin Booker projected for 23% ownership with a 30% chance of being in the optimal lineup. He's $9,600 with point guard and shooting guard eligibility, taking on the New Orleans Pelicans. It's a good matchup for Phoenix overall. For Booker specifically, it's probably a little bit more difficult because I expect he'll see plenty of Herbert Jones defensively, and Jones has already stepped up as a very, very good on-ball defender. But Booker's going to get plenty of opportunities here. Uh, overall, without Chris Paul on the floor this season, Booker has averaged 1.31 DraftKings points per minute. If you put Cameron Payne on the floor with Chris Paul off, Booker's averaged 1.28 DraftKings points per minute. I expect that to be the case for most of the minutes tonight, but you'll also probably get Booker by himself whenever Cameron Payne is on the bench. I don't expect the Suns to play too many minutes where both of Booker and Payne are on the bench at the same time. Booker still looks like a very high upside option that just isn't pulling quite as much ownership as he should on tonight's slate. And then number one, CJ McCollum, $9,400, point guard, shooting guard eligible. He is available tonight after briefly being on the COVID list for the Pels. McCollum's pulling 32% ownership, but has a 35% chance of being in the optimal lineup. As mentioned with Valanchunas, this is a difficult matchup going up against Phoenix, but it's also likely to be a, a high-scoring game. And McCollum's getting a ton of opportunities uh, without Brandon Ingram. Since joining the Pelicans, McCollum's played 181 minutes with Jonas Valanciunas on the floor and without Brandon Ingram. In those minutes, he's averaged 1.47 DraftKings points per minute. He has a 33.2% usage rate, a 42.5% assist percentage. The offense is very, very clearly running through CJ McCollum when Brandon Ingram is not on the floor, and that would be the case tonight. So even though he is getting some ownership, he does look like a very good tournament play. I, I will say that between him and Booker, who you know I had as the, the the second best option on DraftKings. I don't have a really strong preference. I went with McCollum number one just because we have his chances of success being higher, but I don't really think there should be a big difference in ownership between the two. So certainly a spot to pay attention to um, as ownership projections update closer to lock. So to recap, the top five tournament options on DraftKings, number five, Isaiah Stewart, number four, Jonas Valanciunas, number three, DeAnthony Melton, number two, Devin Booker, and number one, CJ McCollum.